the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Jesus will stay in heaven until the time when he will return to set everything back into order. I don't know if you know this or not, but the world is out of order, right? And it's out of order because of the sin and rebellion of mankind against God and against his authority and against his word. One day, the time will come when Jesus will return to this world to set everything back into its proper order. The world we live in today is packed full of chaos. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just turn on the news for more than five seconds. Things are crazy. But what if I told you that there will be a day when 100% of the world will be in direct unity with God? No violence, no crime, no chaos at all. Well, today, Pastor Dan is going to be sharing with you just that. God tells us that there will be a day when He will bring heaven to earth and restore all of the broken things of this world. What a day that will be. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 25 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. going through the New Testament verse by verse. We're currently in the Gospel of Matthew. We'll be in Matthew chapter 25. If you'd like to turn there in your Bible, Matthew 25. And we're actually going to look at a whole bunch of verses today. So we're going to let our fingers do the walking, as they used to say with the phone book. So we're going to look at, if you have a pen, you might want to jot these down. Zechariah, Daniel, Isaiah, Revelation, and Joel. I'll repeat those for you. We're in Matthew 25 in our study, but we're going to cross-reference Zechariah, Daniel, Isaiah, Revelation, and Joel. And if you want to try to find those now so that you can turn there quickly when the time comes, Zechariah, Daniel, Isaiah, Revelation, Joel. And sometimes I think it's fun to look at all these different verses together. (laughs) Fun to me. Please stand for me as I read from Matthew 25. We made it to verse 31. Jesus speaking says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory and all the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. And then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. 
I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? And then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me, and these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. And Lord, we thank you for your word today, and as always, Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. Lord, I pray that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word, and we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. So we've been looking at the Olivet Discourse in chapters 24 and 25, and we come to the final section of the Olivet Discourse today. Jesus was only a couple days away from his crucifixion and resurrection when he delivered this teaching to his disciples on the Mount of Olives. And the focus of the Olivet Discourse is the second coming of Jesus Christ and the end of the current age that we're living in. And so so the Olivet Discourse has to do with future events or what we call prophecy. And prophecy is when God tells us the future in advance. And prophecy is one thing that is unique to the Bible. No other book tells the future in advance like the Bible. 27% of the Bible is prophecy. That's more than one in four verses in your Bible is prophecy. There are literally hundreds of prophecies in the Bible describing future events before they happen. And prophecy is one way we are sure that God is the author of the Bible, that the Bible is not written by human authors or religious men who just wrote down their own thoughts about God. Only God knows the end from the beginning and can accurately describe future events before they happen. Now, some of the prophecies in the Bible have already been fulfilled, They were describing future events when they were penned and recorded in the scriptures, but they've been fulfilled since they were written in the scriptures. And so for some prophecies, we can look back and we can see how those prophecies were fulfilled with 100% accuracy. And because those prophecies were fulfilled with 100% accuracy, we can be certain that future prophecies will be fulfilled with the same accuracy. There were many Old Testament prophecies that were fulfilled by the birth of Jesus Christ. Just to take one prophecy about the birth of Jesus, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, 
tells us that the Messiah will be born in the town of Bethlehem. Micah gives the name of the town where the Messiah will be born more than 700 years before Jesus was born. It's just remarkable. It's even more remarkable when you consider the town of Bethlehem was only a small village of maybe 150 to 200 people at the time of the birth of Jesus. That's why we sing, O little town of Bethlehem. Through prophecy, God tells us the future in advance so that we know what to expect. We know what is coming. We know what to look for. We know where the world is heading and so that we can prepare. And in the Olivet Discourse, Jesus has told his disciples and us what is to come in the future, in the last days, the signs preceding his second coming and the end of this current age. And after telling us the signs of his second coming, the signs of the end of this age, Jesus then instructed us to do three things, to be watchful, to be ready, and to be doing his business in the world until he comes. And now in this final section of the Olivet Discourse that we look at today, Jesus describes the judgment of the Gentiles who will be on the earth at the time of his second coming. The judgment of the Gentiles who will be on the earth at the time of his second coming. So so this is the judgment of the Gentiles who survived the seven-year tribulation that we've talked about before, and they're alive on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. We're currently living in the church age, and the church age will end with the rapture of the church when believers are caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then some point after the rapture, the tribulation will begin. And the tribulation is a seven-year period that will end this current age. It's a time when God pours out his wrath upon this Christ-rejecting rebellious world, and that time of tribulation is described in detail in Revelation chapters 6 to 19, and there in Revelation you have the seal judgments, the trumpet judgments, and the bowl judgments described that will take place through that seven-year period. At the end of the tribulation is the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ, the return of Jesus Christ to the earth as we're going to learn about today in Matthew 25. And then right after his return to the earth, you have the judgment of the nations. And that's our passage, Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. And then you have the kingdom age, the millennium, when Christ is reigning upon the earth. And so those who manage to survive the the judgments of the seven-year tribulation period, the seal judgments, the trumpet judgments, the bowl judgments, again, that are described in Revelation, those who survive those judgments and come through the seven-year tribulation and are on the earth when Christ returns, they will be judged by Jesus Christ at his coming. And the judgment that's described here in Matthew chapter 25 is different from the great white throne judgment that is described in Revelation 20. So you got to keep your judgments straight here, okay? Don't get them confused. 
It's different from the great white throne judgment in Revelation 20. First of all, this judgment happens at a different time. A different time. This judgment happens shortly after the second coming of Jesus Christ to the earth. The great white throne judgment will happen at the end of the millennium, at the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ. So it's a different time. Secondly, this judgment happens in a different place. A different place. This judgment in Matthew 25 takes place on the earth when Christ returns to the earth. The great white throne judgment will take place in heaven. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. So it's in a different place. Third, the great white throne judgment will be the judgment of all the unbelievers throughout history. All the unbelievers throughout time. Those who died without saving faith in Jesus Christ. Revelation 20 tells us they will be judged and cast into the lake of fire. The judgment that is described here in Matthew 25, again, this is a judgment of Gentiles or non-Jews that will be alive on the earth at the time of the second coming of Christ to the earth. And this judgment in Matthew 25 is a judgment of both believers and unbelievers. And and again, for the church, for for us, we're going to be caught up to meet the Lord and we'll be in heaven before the tribulation even begins. So this really isn't something that we're going to experience But look at verse 31 again. It says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Again, this is describing the second coming of Jesus Christ. The first time Jesus Christ came, he came to be a savior, to save us from our sins by dying on the cross in our place as our substitute taking our punishment for our sins to make a way for us to be forgiven and reconciled to God so that we could have eternal life with him. When Jesus comes again the second time, he will come again as a conquering king to rule over all the earth as king and to judge mankind. Notice what verse 31 says, he will come in glory and all the holy angels with him, and he he will sit on the throne of his glory. Look back in chapter 24, verse 30. It says of the second coming of Jesus Christ, verse 30, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power, And great glory. Everybody on the earth will see Jesus Christ 
when he comes the second time, and he will come on the clouds with power and great glory. Uh, Revelation 1.7 says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Those who are on the earth, the tribes on the earth, will mourn when they see Jesus Christ come. You know, Handel's Messiah is very popular during Christmas, and it's performed you know, many, many different venues in the area this time of year. And, and Handel's Messiah describes, you know, when the kingdoms of this world will become his and he shall reign forever and ever as king of kings and lord of lords, right? And you cue the hallelujah chorus. That's what's being described here in Matthew 25. When he comes as king of kings and lord of lords, to reign over all the earth forever and ever. Turn with me to Revelation 19. Revelation 19. And what I want to do is just look at several verses that talk about the second coming and describe the second coming of Jesus Christ for us. And here in Revelation 19, we are given a very vivid description of the return of Christ to the earth Revelation 19, verse 11, it says, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. This is Jesus coming down out of heaven, riding down out of heaven on a white horse in glory and great power. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. Notice that, he'll strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's an amazing picture. In Acts chapter 3, verse 21, listen to this. It says, Acts chapter 3, verse 21, that Jesus will remain in heaven until the time of the restitution of all things. Until the time of the restitution of all things. And the word restitution there, it literally means to set back in order. To set back in order. Jesus will stay in heaven until the time when he will return to set everything back into order. I don't know if you know this or not, but the world is out of order. Right? And it's out of order because of the sin and rebellion of mankind against God and against his authority and against his word. One day, the time will come when Jesus will return to this world to set everything back into its proper order. And not only will Jesus return in glory and power with all of his holy angels, but with all the believers that will be in heaven with him, they will return with him also. And that includes us. 
will be taken to heaven either by death or rapture, will be in heaven during the tribulation period with Jesus. And when he returns at the end of the tribulation period, we will return with him. Uh, Jude chapter 1 verse 14 says the Lord comes with countless thousands of his saints. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you will be among those countless thousands of his saints who return with Jesus to the earth to serve him in his kingdom during the millennium. And we'll return in our glorified, resurrected, eternal bodies where we'll be free from sin. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us that when Jesus Christ returns to the earth, he will return to the city of Jerusalem. Not Washington, D.C., not Beijing, not London, Jerusalem. And he will rule as king of kings and lord of lords over all the earth from Jerusalem. Now, again, I just want to look at some verses about this together because it's so important. So let's turn back in the Old Testament to Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 8. And there's a lot of verses we could look at that we just don't have time to go through all the verses that describe his second coming and his return to the city of Jerusalem. So we'll just take a small sampling here. Zechariah chapter 8, beginning in verse 3, it says, Thus says the Lord, and you can stop right there. The word Lord, it's in all capital letters, capital L-O-R-D. It's the name Yahweh or Jehovah. So Yahweh is speaking here. Thus says the Lord, thus says Yahweh, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth and the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Now, this prompts the question, when was Yahweh ever in Zion or the city of Jerusalem that he says here, I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Yahweh was in Jerusalem in the person of Jesus Christ. This points to the deity of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God. Jesus is Yahweh. He's Emmanuel. God with us. We sing that this time of year, especially. He's God with us. He's Yahweh. And he will return one day to Jerusalem, to the mountain of the Lord, to the holy mountain of Jerusalem, and there he will reign as king. Turn back to Zechariah chapter 2, verse 10. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. It's just another name for Jerusalem. For behold, I am coming. And I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Again, capital L-O-R-D, Yahweh. Here, Yahweh, Jehovah says, rejoice, sing, for behold, I am coming. And I will dwell in your midst, Zion, Jerusalem. I'm going to dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Verse 11, many nations shall be joined to the Lord In that day when I'm dwelling in Jerusalem and they shall become my people and I will dwell in your midst. Then you will know that the Lord Yahweh of hosts has sent me to you.
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, and he has more to share with you next time. How is what you're hearing from this book landing in your heart? If there's anything that's prompting you to seek out more questions or to ask for prayer in any way, would you be willing to give us a call and talk to us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever you might be wondering or thinking about. Our number is 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from this first book of the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to teach on from Matthew, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue growing. There's so much to appreciate by reading God's Word. We hope you'll tune in next time and be a part of our listening audience right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.